Welcome to Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. We're live. <laughs> All right, we're going to... Ch- this is potentially going to be quite a giggly podcast. Yeah. This is, this, this is a podcast called Verging on Greatness, where me, Mike, and my friend Craig... Hello. We talk about movies that don't quite hit the mark. They just come up a little bit short from where they should be and why they don't. <laughs> and we're live again. We're live again. <laughs> All right. Giggling again. Still giggling. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was giggling. <laughs> um, so this is a podcast where me, Mike, and my friend Craig. Hello. <laughs> he says with a mouthful of something that isn't alcohol. <laughs> we talk about movies that don't quite hit the mark. That are mostly there, but maybe not quite. Yeah, they're a little offbeat. And what could they what could they do better? And we've got a work cut out for us today. Yeah. Because uh, we're doing Spaceballs. Yeah. 1987's Mel Brooks. Spell Spaceballs. Man, Spaceballs hits <laughs> so many marks. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, basically we think it's great. So that's the podcast wrap. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. See you next Just week. Brilliant. No. More more podcast. No, we are gonna we are gonna we do have, we do have some things we're gonna try and dig into. So rest assured, it's not just gonna be us spouting uh, lines, from lavishing praise, and giggling at <laughs> giggling at each other like schoolgirls. <laughs> we are we are gonna talk about this movie and talk about what it could what it could do a bit better. Uh, sure. But it is <laughs> it is straight off the bat. It, it holds up. It's yeah, still it, a, uh, super super funny. Movie. I I um I showed my wife. I think she'd seen it once before, but she hadn't watched it all the way through. But we watched it uh, maybe a couple of nights ago, yeah. and we were just we were giggling all the way through, and um, it we were just amazed at how well it stacks up today. It's thirty years old. Yeah. Um, and it's as relevant now as it was then. Yeah, there's there's lots of there's lots of big stuff that I remember from watching it when I was like ten. I remember we ain't found shit, and that that still cracked me up. <laughs> but um, again, we ain't found shit. <laughs> I remember merchandising, yeah, merchandising, merchandising. That yeah. still cracks yeah. me up. Um, so much of it still absolutely hits the mark. Nail, yeah, nail on the head. I remember suck to blow. Oh yeah, she's gone from suck, <laughs> suck to blow. Suck, <laughs> suck. I remember that the alien dancing to hello, oh. hello baby, <laughs> with the John Hurt going, oh no, not again. So, <laughs> so much, so much of that still lands, even though it's thirty years old. And and then there's so much more, yeah, that, that was was not there that that I, I I haven't seen on previous viewing that I've noticed this time around. Um, the um, at the, at the at the start when they're just they're just doing this this brutal exposition and then Rick Moranis just turns to the camera and says, "Everybody got that?" Yeah, oh, so was, so good. I'm yeah. surprised at how many fourth wall breaks there were in there. Yeah. there. There were a surprising number. There was there's um is it I'm not sure if that's the first one or whether it's the Mister Coffee and Mister Radar mm. and he goes to the coffee and he takes a mouthful of coffee and then he ends up doing a spit take and it, it intentionally gets on the camera yeah. and then i think there's a, i think it's the next within that same bit he 
it's the did you get yeah. that and it's like yeah. the breaking the fourth wall and the expositional and um, it's yeah when i w- first watching it i recognized that breaking the fourth wall but it's the fact that it comes after about three minutes of completely bland exposition where they are literally just explaining the situation and yeah film, where when i watched it as a teenager i i just I never realized quite how bland and boring and obvious that was that they were just explaining the story in those in those few minutes and, oh, and there's a there's a traditional um star wars text scroll uh crawl yeah they do that's right they do the they do the the text uh, crawl the scroller the text at, crawl. The, at the beginning yeah the very traditional text crawl um and they explain it all that it's in a galaxy very 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 far away yeah um oh, and then there's the, that shot with the ship Oh, that just keeps on coming. <laughs> just <laughs> keeps on going. So cast your mind back to Star Wars yeah. 1977 and how that opens and the, the rebel ship comes into frame very, very quickly and passes by, followed by the Imperial Star Destroyer that comes along afterwards and it is clear how big the ship is. Uh, but the, um, the, the Spaceballs take on that is a little bit interesting because one, it's a clear rip of that, uh, but two, it's playing a, um, a very... Um, Lanconic version of the Jaws theme, and yeah. so that's a reoccurring theme, and it's like you know dun 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 dun, dun and it's like just keeps building, it. it just keeps coming and coming and coming, and finally you get it at the back, and it's got a bumper sticker that says "We break for nobody," <laughs> for nobody, <laughs> and so that's how this movie opens. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh God, Spaceballs. Mel Bro- Mel Brooks was clearly on some really good shit in the eighties. Oh, so I th- yeah, I think of this as. He's done a bunch of other movies. I can't help but think of this as as being a, a three way, a three way kind of triple feature with Blazing Saddles. Ah, yes. And Young Frankenstein. Oh, Young and there's, Frankenstein. There's so many more, but those those three absolutely well, those stand are, out for me. Those are kind of his genre spoofs, right? Because Blazing Saddles is obviously him having a go at the western, western, and Young Frankenstein is him having a go at that sort of hammer horror. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously a. a very very clear take on star wars it's, it's and fun- space movies in general it's but funny that this one's come so much this one came so much later they they seem like they could have come out within three years of each other boom 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 yeah young frankenstein and blazing saddles were both mid-70s yeah and this is a full this 10 is, years later this is 87 yeah what did he do between so what was the film he did before this one so he did in, so he did silent movie Right, which I actually haven't seen. He did um, History of the World Part 1. Which I have seen, which ends on Jews in space, which is hilarious. Okay. Um, they're flying around in ships shaped like a Star of David. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because you, you put the History of the World Part 1, and it's like him through various ages, and it ends with the French Revolution, and him okay. going, it's good to be the king. Um, where he's manhandling Pamela Stevenson, um, okay. a New Zealander, I think um and yeah and then it cuts to coming in history of the world part two you've got hitler on ice um and then you've also got jews in space (laughs) and you've got these guys with the traditional um orthodox jew haircut and the hats and and they're flying around in the star of david is there is there something kind of life is it kind of life of brian-y is that the Oh, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a trailer. It's like a mock trailer before, before mock trailers were a thing. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. So he kind of does History of the World Part 2. History of the World Part 2. So that's not an actual movie. That's not an actual movie. Uh, Yeah. But it's kind of like, here's a couple more jokes. Um, Some some of the stuff that we would put in if we were making another movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hitler on Ice and Jews in Space are the two that stick out to me. Um, 
him him continuing a a, a trend of mocking uh, Nazis in his yeah. films. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Mel Brooks, man. Um, so normally we would normally we would go through this go through the story, kind of run run through the script beat by beat, see where the where the kind of act breaks are. Seems a little pointless with this though. It's I mean it's just it's the Star Wars story. Effectively, um, Effectively. so Princess Vespa is getting married to a Prince Valium. Um, and then uh, they decide she decides that she doesn't want to get married to Prince Valium and runs off in the Mercedes. Yeah. Um, of which many jokes about if you could bring the Mercedes back, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you've you've met Lone Star. He's on the run. He and he and Buff are on the run from <laughs> played by the late great John Candy. On the run from Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Um, I mean, most of, most of the beginning is actually on Spaceball One. It's on the Spaceballs ship with Rick Moranis. Yeah, dark, dark, dark helmet, dark helmet. And um, I don't know the actor's name, but his, his character is Colonel Sanders. <laughs> what are you, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. Chicken! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, oh, what was his name? Uh, that was uh, George um, Weiner. Weiner. Okay. Yeah, Y W Y N E R. Okay. For the sake of this podcast, I'm going to call him George Wiener. All right. Well, yeah. it is a spice. I apologize. I can't. I can't give you. I can't give you a hard time for being childish <laughs> when we're doing a podcast about spaceballs. George and um. Oh, and it's got a cameo from Michael Winslow. Yeah. So Michael Winslow's in that first act as well. Yeah, he actually gets a pretty prominent billing at the end of the film as well. So yeah, uh, he's like one of the people who gets a, a picture face card billing. Well, which I think that speaks more to what Michael Winslow meant to the 80s than to what his actual contribution was to the film. True. Because I wouldn't he had say the... his scene is particularly funny or notable. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like the, uh, the he's making the noises for the radar and then, you know, we're being jammed, sir. And <laughs> Lone Star has jammed them with raspberry jam. And it's like they're tasting it. <laughs> Only one man would be so bold. <laughs> Lone Star. <laughs> so they, so... The king discovers that his daughter Vespa has been taken hostage. He phones up Lone Star for some reason, who and he goes and rescues her. Um, but he doesn't meet her. He rescues her, but he loads her into the kind of the rear of the ship. Of uh, the ship, and then into Barf's room, which has yeah. a fire hydrant in it, which is just and, great. And then there's an <laughs> there's a there's an escape. Where they um, one of the one of the seminal gags in the film is when they go to ludicrous speed <laughs> and they go tartan, they go plaid. Oh, they go plaid. Um, they, go plaid. <laughs> they, over, they overshoot. They overshoot Lone Star's ship, the Winnebago, um, the Winnebago, <laughs> and then the Eagle Five, and then um, like so they turn around and then they then they they crash land on a. On a desert planet, and that's the point where Lone Star and Vespa actually meet for the meet. first for the so first that's time. Like, so that's already thirty minutes. That's already into. And they've got they've got a pretty good pretty good and well edited scene of them talking about how how awful each each other is without having mm. met, and then it cuts to them meeting for the first time, and lo and behold, there's a love interest um, because they're both they're young Daphne. Zaniga, Zunga, Zunanga? I don't know. We're just going to call her Daphne and a young Bill Pullman. And obviously, these are both very attractive young yeah. people. Uh, obviously, they are meant to be together. 
and, um, and because it's 1997, you can still sell it, but just by two, having two attractive people in the lead roles. That's all you needed, right? They fall in love. Uh, I think I think even um, I was watching one of the um, behind the scenes videos with Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks even says um, you've got to have you've got to have beautiful people in, in, in the male and the female lead roles because that's what people go to the movies for is beautiful people. Um, which is which is weird because Mel Brooks would would start putting himself more and more into the, the foreground of his films um, from before this and then after this with the um, with his movies and so he gets more and more into the into the pictures as it goes on. It's like, what are you trying to say here, Mel? But, <laughs> but oh well, um, but yeah, interesting. But. Yeah. So they they crash land on so they they crash land on Tatooine. They're lost in the lost in the, <laughs> the desert. desert. Um, back on back on the ship, back on Spaceball One, um, to find them, they look up Spaceballs, <laughs> the movie that they have. <laughs> they happen to have on board the ship, and we get a replay of Dark Dark Helmet being ludicrous speed with Dark Helm getting thrown into the front of the, the ship. It's skip past this part. <laughs> well past this bit. <laughs> And then they, so they discover that they're on they're on this planet and they go and find them. Um, uh, the, the the aforementioned combing the yeah, comb the, the desert. Com, the comb the comb the <laughs> desert scene comes out of that absolutely classic. Um, and that's Tim Russ. The, like, that, yeah, that's Tim Russ. Tim Tuvok. Russ Tuvok Tuvok. from um, Voyager from yeah. Star Trek Voyager. We ain't found shit. <laughs> um, so Not what, in a cameo. He was just. He was just an actor then. He wasn't yeah. Tim Russ. No, then. Wasn't, now I, he's Tim Russ. It wasn't being ironically yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Vulcan saying yeah. we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. So they're, so they're lost in the desert. <clears> they, um, uh, there's some business with the luggage and, the, and a hair, an enormous oh, hair, a hair dryer. dryer. An enormous hair dryer. And, and, um, and a one of, um, of two direct David Lean references to... Um, they play the music from... Uh, Lawrence of Arabia, yeah. uh, and then they they later they play that the, they play the music from Bridge Over the River Kwai. Um, the dink, the dink, the dink, dinks. the Jawa. Yep, the Jawa analogs. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I just think that's funny because that's both of those are an Alex Guinness reference because he was Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Sorry, he was in both. I'm on the internet, just... <laughs> yeah, tearing us apart. <laughs> How did they say Alec Guinness? Um, so um, yeah, and he was in both of those films. So I think that's like okay, yeah, you've reached deep on that one. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> so they um, yeah, after wandering in the desert for a little while, they eventually collapse and are, are taken away. Oh, which also features characters. one of my favorite jokes, which is the um, they're coming over and, and it's like water, water, oil, oil, room service, <laughs> room service. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that joke. Uh, when I watched really movie, hamming up the, the yeah. spoil princess. Yeah, they really go for that spoil in this, don't princess they? Yeah. Vespa. Um, princess Vespa. More on that. More yeah. on that. In a we'll bit. circle back to that. Um, so they uh, they get they get taken taken away by these by the Jawa um, by the Jawa equivalent, and then they get taken to meet Me. yogurt yogurt. Yeah, played by Mel Brooks. Like Mel Brooks, the obviously. second part that Mel Brooks plays um, in this film, obviously uh, as Yoda equivalent um he introduces them to the schwartz the schwartz um and the power of merchandising and the power of mer merchandising <laughs> merchandising Unf unforgettable <laughs> Abs absolutely oh man 
Spaceballs, the flamethrower. <laughs> Kids love it. Kids love it. Oh, uh, and then he's got the the the, the doll, um, and he pulls the oh. talking string on it. <laughs> hey there, Schwartz, be with you. Oh, isn't it adorable? <laughs> <laughs> the kids love it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely brilliant send up. I I did read. I couldn't find anybody uh, who was any, any conclusive evidence that the Schwartz is actually something. Right, or whether it was just something that sounded... Or it's just something that sounded, sounded Jewish. Kind of yeah. sounded Jewish, but also sounded like the Force. Yeah, well, clearly... Uh, well, Schwartz is German for black. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but I think, you know, when you've got Mel Brooks doing it in that, that Brooklyn accent, you know, the Schwartz... Uh, Schwartz! The Schwartz! Um, yeah. yeah, and um, in a way that only Mel Brooks can do. Um, yeah, it just sounds... It just sounds, you know... Forcey, I suppose. Yeah, so yeah. it's not actually a thing, but it's, no. it's kind of widely presumed to be some sort of dick reference. <laughs> well, later, because, when because the way that they do the, the lightsaber, lightsaber equivalents yeah. is to hold, hold your ring I mean, in front of your groin. And, and, and you know, the Schwartz and comes the Schwartz, out. Your lightsaber a, will extend. At a jaunty angle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, oh, man, I love... From this point on, that so that's kind of the midpoint, and then from that point on, the, every everything that you see, every object that you see in the film is baseball. Baseball, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very very. I good. think it, I think it practically hard cuts from um, that to President Scrooge, um, who is the other Mel Brooks character in this. He's yeah. in the toilet, and he's he's about to wipe himself with um, spaceballs. Spaceball <laughs> Is it, is it that or is he in bed with the two twins and he's, oh. and he's covered by Spaceballs the Oh, sheet. Spaceballs the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the wall lights up and they both go under the covers and he's got he he's got a up. book <laughs> she's reading upside down. I thought you I thought I told you never call me on this one. No, that's a joke from later, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that that woman's just giving him the weird looking eye. Um, yeah. yeah, she's actually quite good because she's got a couple of good gags. Because earlier in the film, there's a bit about um, uh, so the the premise of them wanting, you know, the the reason they want Daphne Zonga, um, Princess Vespa, is so that they can blackmail the father of Druidia to open the airlock so that they can suck all the yeah. air out of Druidia. Um, and there's a they've used up all their they've air, used up all their air, polluting kind of yeah interesting for the 80s presume that that's where they, they don't they don't jam it down your throat that kind of angle that no but it's environmental angle there's an environmental angle and that they're clearly they're clearly out to, to you know that's what they want and in the uh, uh, kind of the lorax kind of way yeah yeah um it's funny um i don't know if you've seen it recently but um in at the Auckland Airport, at right now, you can buy four cans of pure New Zealand air for a hundred dollars. No, I kid you not. This has been a <laughs> big thing. It's being canned and bottled here, and you can buy it. And it comes with a little face mask that you can that you can put on your face, and you can take a, a breath of clean New Zealand air. And they're selling it at no. the airport. I, I I wish I was making this up. And everyone has talked about it online, so I've I've been following it online. Uh, people are talking about the Lorax element, and I just. I, I was immediate, I immediately went to that's basically the plot of Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure which happened first. I, I suspect the Lorax. I suspect that was late sixties, early seventies, yeah. um, with Doctor Seuss. But yeah, this is this is one hundred percent the plot. So they managed to they managed to 
get, get Vespa away with some dark helmet manages to lure Vespa away with some Schwartz-esque power where of he's, mind trick where yep. he tricks her into thinking that he's her father yep. um, and then uh, they take her away and then they, they threaten the king once they've got Vespa, they threaten the king by threatening to undo her nose job. For her 16th her, birthday. Give her, give, give her her original give her back nose her back. old nose. Um, so, uh, of course, Lone Star mounts a rescue. Um, but at the same time, he has to undo the uh, this this uh, air suctioning activity that is that is underway they have transformed their ship into a giant, giant maid <laughs> and the maid is vacuuming the air out of the uh out of the out of the atmosphere and so lone star and bath have to um reverse reverse the uh reverse the vacuum to take it from suck to her, blow take her from suck to blow <laughs> and then and then he and then he sneaks in to find the self-destruct he has a showdown with Dark Helmet. Yep. Who reveals he has his brothers, cousins, uncles, college work, roommates. <laughs> yeah. College roommate. So what does um, that make us? <laughs> Nothing. We meet for the uh, for the we meet again for the first time for the last time. <laughs> um, the um, so the self destruct gets uh, gets hit. Um, and there's a, a really cool um, musical sequence, right? Which I, I actually is one of my favourite points of the film. <laughs> that, that musical sequence where everybody's trying to escape the ship. That's, that's right. To get onto one of the one of the last remaining um, uh, escape pods, yeah. including so, a bearded lady. Yeah. There's a there's no there's a throwaway line um, at about the midway point where they talk about the circus, or the, um, there's a circus in the ship, yeah. and and then at the climax and there's this bit where they're trying to get off the ship all the circus performers and a gorilla and a bearded lady are yeah. all in the are all on the cockpit trying to get it's, into a it's, into a, an escape pod and it's a it's a long it's a long gag that pays off in yeah. the last five minutes of it's the film. real real classic throwback <laughs> to the kind of 30s screwball comedy yeah everything just kind of goes crazy and everybody emerges from what has been previously a very tightly run ship. Yep. Um, and and suddenly you've got bearded ladies and a, and and a gorilla and a a bear, not bear, a bear and a, and a bear and, and <laughs> a all this terrible, craziness. A terrible man and, um, in a terrible bear costume. President, yeah, President Scroob and Dark Helmet and Colonel Sanders are are all kind of they they keep getting trumped as they're trying to get onto these escape pods and eventually you're just left with the three of them um, as the as the ship's about to explode. Did, did, did you think that there were any modern day presidents that might that might be um, an analogous to President <laughs> Screw? Um, I, I am I am unaware of political climate in the world right now today. I feel like there is no one that could be remotely related president screw no i don't think he's going for an actual president <laughs> i think it's kind of hilarious that we have a president now that is pretty this... pretty close to screw well <laughs> i just thought like no, I, screw... I don't want to i don't want to say that mel brooks was predicting the future or whether he was commenting if... on reagan at the time but um... if, if anything clinton is the most screwed like <laughs> he's kind of oh he's in bed with the twins he's kind of like he, well clinton's kind of clinton like screw is kind of likable 
there's not just kind of pure evil. It's, True, I suppose. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of a likeable goofball, similar to playing screw. a saxophone, <laughs> getting hit in the Oval Office. Yeah, why not? Sorry, it was only four years. It was only four years away. Um, so maybe it was product. Maybe it was some sort of production there. Um, yeah. So the self the self destruct gets gets triggered. Um, the ship explodes, but then. Um, Lone, so Lone Star, so, uh, I don't know, I guess they... I guess oh, it's they, got that great monologue about why good, why good will never win, because, um... Evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Because good is dumb. <laughs> so I guess Which they, is accurate. <laughs> I guess they thought the runtime wasn't quite, wasn't quite long enough, because they could have probably have ended the movie there, but they, they tackle They chose this, not to. They tackle on this kind of faux epilogue where, um, Lone Star drops off Princess Vespa and then leaves. Leaves. I guess, which I guess is a bit of a nod to, um, well, no, she Han, makes Sol- Han Solo takes the money and runs and then comes back. Comes back. And so, and, and so Lone Star essentially does the same yeah, thing. Because it is revealed Although to Vespa that he did, he, he took $272 for, for parking and gas yeah. or something. And, um, and he didn't take the millions yeah. of space bucks that he was offered. Even, even though he's, he knows he's, he's in, he's in debt with Pizza the Heart. It is revealed. Is but, it revealed before or after that that Pizza the Hut was locked in his car and ate himself to no, death? No, after. After. After, because then they then they go to the they go to the diner. There's the ah. The, oh, they're the, at the diner. The pointless yet hysterical diner scene, which has a if if you were paying attention on the wide shot, has the Millennium Falcon in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is even better because I mean, um, ILM did at least some of the special effects for yeah. this film, so George Lucas was kind of on board with what was happening um but yeah they cut to the diner um lone star is revealed to be, clearly be a bit of a ladies man as as one of the diner waitresses is, is practically salivating over him yeah um we've got the brilliant william hurt scene reprising his role um from as kane from alien yeah. um with a with a cast of um with a with a cast of lookalikes from the nostromo hanging yeah. around them um and then we discover that um they, they they end up leaving because um, they find out that he had the the, the special yeah. and uh, they, none of them want that and they, they bail with their check. Um, but then they, they they get a they get a message that they get the message that Pizza the Hut has has eaten himself. himself. He locked locked himself in his car and has yeah. eaten himself. And then he just and then he also has to discover that he's a prince. He has to read. So oh that's right. They don't get the, they don't get food. They don't get to eat. So he gives oh, he, he gives, gives barf. barf. The fortune, fortune cookie, cookie that was given to him by yogurt and then yeah. uh, he opens it up and yogurt appears a la um, yoda or, or obi-wan kenobi in yeah. star wars to reveal in some a, critical plot point in a, in a kind of day or six mark and a, yeah he or, does say earlier on i'll i'll tell you later <laughs> when it's important <laughs> um yeah, I guess if any, and then and then it work, it, it, it transpires that he is a, a, a bona fide prince. Yeah. Um, and then he he returns Which, to, again because it's nineteen eighty seven matters because you can't marry a princess if you're not a prince. If you're not a prince, yeah, this isn't Frozen where where you can you, you can just get away with not marrying anybody at the end of it. No. Yeah, which is kind of funny, but um, so he so he, he he stops to get some sweet threads. Yeah, we don't up, see that, but he turns up in, in no, what, but he turns up in like a in like a prince outfit. Uh, and what I originally thought was, if it had just a little bit more purple and a bit more curl in his hair, it would have been a legit prince performer <laughs> outfit. 
<laughs> and I wondered, I wondered if someone was like going oh, for that. Shit, they should have done and that. I don't know why they didn't. Like I was ex- like watching it again now as an adult. I'm like, oh, how did they not do that? He should have turned up on a motorcycle. Oh my god! In in like some purple rain prints get a really tight fro. Yeah, well maybe oh, not the fro, shit. but like he could like he could have had the he could have had like um so like a perm style haircut. Yeah, yeah. but no, they don't oh. do that. Wasted opportunity. We should we should get Mel Brooks on the phone yeah. and tell him he missed that opportunity. Yeah, and he should go for it next time. I get. I, I, I'm I'm guessing there uh, <laughs> uh, there would be contractual <laughs> legal uh, <laughs> likeness rights issues <laughs> there because he did actually. He, interesting side note: he did actually get permission from George Lucas. Yeah, to, he, he to sent, make this. He sent George the script, and, 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 and George approved it. Approved it with the on the proviso that. He don't. He doesn't make any merchandise out of any of the characters because mm. Lucas knew protect that merchandise. Protect so, that merchandise at all costs. Bank that shit. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Lucas more than anyone worked out how valuable merchandising was, um, and you can't see it here, folks. But there's Star Wars merchandise on the top of my bookshelf. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he knows. Yeah, well. you paid a pretty penny for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, someone did. Lucas is. Yeah. Lucas is taking that. Taking that to the bank. Oh my god! Well, not anymore. I don't think. He, I think he gave that up. No, he ordered, he ordered Disney now, right? Yeah, Disney is making all that bank. Um, and which which brings us to the end of the film, I guess, where Lone Star and um, Vespa get to marry. They push. They literally push Prince Valiant out of the way. Yeah. Um, and roll in the credits. So you get, yeah, you don't get an epilogue or anything, there, do you? They just they kiss and they're married and. Yeah, that's kind of where the film ends. You don't get like a after the film what happens next yeah. yeah which brings me to my favorite segment of the podcast which is what happened the next what day what happens the next day um prince uh, prince prince Ves- princess vespa and prince lone star discovered they have actually nothing in common <laughs> <laughs> and it begins a long and fruitless loveless marriage yeah um, because they just raced into something under duress day day two when the adrenaline is worn off from her kidnapping when she, um, she comes out and she comes she comes out to the Winnebago and she goes and discovers oh where's my match luggage like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the match luggage yeah. that we left on that planet she said yeah bitch where is that match luggage <laughs> let's go get let's it. go get it I need my industrial hairdryer thank you <laughs> you think this perm does itself <laughs> you think that we've achieved some common ground here no 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 no, no, no. no. common no. ground is the ground that I stand on <laughs> He's gonna change because he's now wearing some pr- some sweet prince threads, and yeah. she's she's discovered that um, she can shoot a rifle when her hair is damaged in a in a firefight. <laughs> like no, no, that relationship is doomed to no, failure. Not gonna work, even no yeah. matter how beautiful. Because she's not gonna she's gonna put up with Bark hanging around all the time. That that guy's obnoxious. Like I love Bark. Yeah. That was that was he, I love John Candy. I want John Candy in more films. He can't. Do you- do you know another thing about this movie that I hadn't realised how how awesome it is? Baff's ears. Oh yeah, fucking amazing. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. the, the, in a behind the scenes thing, they show a little bit how they did that, um, and they had to bring the sideburns down to cover his his you know John Candy's actual ears. And the original um, the original uh, design for him had him with a with a facial dog appliance. Yeah. And um, the argument was, we've got John Candy. 
he's a very funny looking guy. He's always making funny faces. Why would we, why would we cover that up? And yeah. the compromise was to give him that spot over the eye. Yeah, but those ears are great. He has a, he has a fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that whole costume is good. Oh, and there's a reoccurring gag with him turning around and the tail whacking yeah, people. They, they keep going for that joke again and again where yeah. he keeps whacking people with the tail. Um, or get it gets up the skirt of one of the waitresses and it's got a mind of its own. Doesn't have any really killer lines, does he, Bar? Oh, he's, my favourite one would, would probably be the I'm a mog. I'm a um, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. And I do like um, I do like uh, what's your name when the when the priest is upset about how the wedding is now being interrupted for you know this is the third oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's your name? Bar. Full name. Bartholomew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Bar- worked for yeah, me. Bartholomew. Yeah. And I guess just just his name is is the gag, right? It's, we don't use bath much in New Zealand for, for vomit. vomit. Like, no, we would say vom or vom. spew or chuck. Ch- ch- chunder. Chunder. Because <laughs> chunder. we come from the land. Down, down under, under, yeah. <laughs> So bath, but I'm, I, I guess I guess where bath is a more common synonym for vomit than than that has using his name over and over again is has more. Common. Well, they they go for that joke a couple of times where he's when he's rescuing Vesper and um, Dot Matrix, um, a, a joke I'm sure which was lost on most millennials these days. And Dot Matrix is a kind of printer kids. Um, uh, when he opens the sunroof on the, on the Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Barf, not in here, you know. This is a Mercedes. Um, <laughs> Joan, uh, Joan Rivers? Joan Rivers, yeah. Joan she, Rivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's amazing. The late, great Joan Rivers. Yeah. She was, she was 128 when she died. She didn't look a day over 92. So. <laughs> Dot, Dot works... That works most of the time. Yeah, she does have she does have one of the favorite one of my favorite gags in the film, which is uh, they're camping uh, in, oh, the, yeah. uh, in the in the desert, and Lone Star <laughs> and Vespa are about to get intimate, and um, an alarm. I think the kids goes today off. would call that snogging. Alarm goes off on Dot's <laughs> Dot's chest, which is her virgin alarm. <laughs> <laughs> She gets straight up and kind of school, school you know, elbow, high, literally high school teacher style kind of elbows, elbows in. Just the, the perfect kind of action for that C-3PO kind of movement where she's kind of shoves, awkwardly shoves them apart and she's got the kind of school teacher tone. Yeah. How far did he get? <laughs> what did he touch? What did he touch? <laughs> I'm programmed to go off before you do, mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, this movie's great. <laughs> I feel like... I, so, I, one thing I noticed that was kind of... I thought was kind of interesting is how every character is pulled almost directly from, from Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. Some equivalent. Or, or a mashup of two characters. Except for Vespa. Except for Vespa. Vespa yeah. is, is a, a really traditional... Uh, damsel fairy tale, yeah, damsel in damsel distress. In distress. Yep. She may as well be tied to train tracks. Spoiled princess. Yep. She is the lady um, to Lone Star's tramp, where they, yeah, where they they really they they took one look. Yeah, actually, you're 100 right. That she is lady to the tramp. And yep. Leia, and and who was a real who was a a, a gun toting, yeah, badass. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You know, she's not hardcore badass. Yeah, but but from the moment, tough. but from the moment she's um she's 
um, cut loose from the noose and and let loose from the cage. Yeah, she's literally guns blazing. She's guns literally, yeah, literally guns blazing. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, where where they really they, they they opted not to not to take that cue for Vespa. They yeah, opted to opted to take her down the, the more <laughs> traditional fairy tale princess, princess yeah. damsel in distress path. Did, by princess, do you mean Druish princess? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. One of the uh, really great gag. She's from Druidia. Druidia, and about yeah. about thirty minutes after that name is mentioned, yeah, they, they, you, you you discover that the the pro, I think the pronoun for that is that you are Druish. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I think uh, Lone Star is like that's just what we need a Druish princess. A Dru- yeah, Druish princess. <laughs> and just in case you didn't get it. Um, buff. Does he actually eyeball the camera, or is he just is he I looking think, kind I, of off? I think there's. I think and there's. I think there's a fourth wall. He gives yeah. you. He gives. He gives it to you one more time, and just in case you missed it. Yeah. She doesn't look druid. Oh my god! Yes, yes, he does eyeball the camera. There is some camera barreling. Yeah, <laughs> actually, actually barrels. Just Funny. In, just she doesn't case, look druid. Just in case you didn't get it from Lone Star. <laughs> just what we need: a druid princess. <laughs> oh, they do have that good gag, that sight gag, where she's got the Princess Leia buns on the side of her head, and Dot Matrix is talking to her later, and she lifts oh, she, up. That's right. She, she looks up. <laughs> the, looks like she's ignoring it. Yeah, but in actual fact, she's listening to headphones and um, is playing some some rock ballad yeah. in the background. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, she's she's got some she's got some good gags. Uh, the bass, the singing. Ah. Oh.
Colonel Sanders, and then towards the end, Prince, um, President, President Screw. Yeah, I. How do you find that holds up? The scenes with the th- with the two of them, then later the three of them. It's where where they really go full panto. They oh, one hundred percent. Really making that's no. Well, there's a bit where the, don't com- have the don't have the face plate on the helmet down around me. I can't tell if you're pulling faces under yeah. there. Yeah, and then the the helmet face plate goes up, and he is pulling faces yeah. under there. Um, so I don't think I don't think any of the I think the gags are the gags are scripted. They're pre they're pre prepared, but but between the gags, they are just filling it in. And it's, mm. and it's real real panto kind of, oh, and oh, over here, we've got to do this now. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, what am I meant to be doing? Oh, yes, I'm over here. But it does have that great scene with uh, Dark Helm, Dark Helm um, playing with his dolls. Um, oh, yeah, the scene with the dolls. Is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, your helmet is so big. <laughs> <laughs> You're attracted to what all Druish princesses are. Money, Money. power. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How uh, could you make? I don't know if you could get away with making this. Uh, well, you, a you wouldn't make this movie today. You would get it would be like some. It'd be like space movie. Yeah, and it would be it just it's of this vein, but it's just not as clever. I think yeah, uh, that's one thing you notice when you watch it is a lot of a lot of the gags are. They're quite one-dimensional. Oh yeah, like that whole druish, druish, druidia thing. That that is a one-note gag, and that was solely in there so they could have a druish princess yeah. gag. But even some, even some of the names, like they, I think, I think that this kind of screwball parody kind of film. Now you got to work it in on a lot of levels, um, and there's got to be there's got to be a kind of a point that you're making behind just the gag. The, just the reference gag right where in this you can have a character and you can just call him yogurt because it sounds like yoda yeah and that's the gag where his where he doesn't eat yogurt nobody no. throws yogurt at anybody there's no yogurt in the scene he's with not them. greek and he has no. a bit of yogurt they yeah. just they just they take that one gag and they call him yogurt and that's the gag um same with pizza the hut yeah Oh, with his, with his sidekick Vinny. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Pizza the Hut. The other character's name is Jabba the Hut. Yeah. So let's, but it, and it's Pizza Hut, and that's the gag. Yeah. And he's made a pizza, and then he eats himself. Yeah. Where, where you know, he, he doesn't represent anything, or um, they don't. There's, there's no. You know what I mean? Yeah, I no guess kind so. Of ironic point about Pizza the Hut, where, where oh, and I'm a franchise. Yeah. And therefore, I will, I will squeeze out. You know, your ordinary pizza guy. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I'll squeeze out the mum and pop pizza yeah. down the end the, of the, the road. The, the, one, the one-dimensional gag is, is fine for most of this film. And the gags are outstanding. And it's not a criticism. It's just interesting how how the, the parody spoof standard has, has really gone up. And I think this movie... Do you this, think... This, movie's, watched, this you... movie's responsible for that in part with things like, things like the merchandising where you do have those... You have the fourth war. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that elevates elevates it, but and and I, I feel like I'm, I'm the later parodies. Your your hot shots and, and oh, you I'm thinking I'm thinking well more recent like the hot shots and stuff. That they're I think they're again they're quite a smart comedy in their own yeah. way. Like hot shots has got one of my favorite scenes where the guys 
going to the plane to fly off and he's got he's stepping over a black cat and he, he breaks a mirror and he does all those really unlucky things and all the while he's like you know oh, i'll sign that life insurance document later and they I'm remind, sure it'll be fine yeah i'm sure it'll be fine oh remember i've, I've finally cracked the jfk case and it's gonna blow the doors off you know and and he's going through all these things he's going to do after this mission. Yeah. And, um, and like, that's quite a clever gag. Yeah. And that's, that as a bit, that's great. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of layered because the, those things on the surface are, uh, funny, but there's an irony to it. Cause you know that he's going off to he's his going death. Going off to his death. Um, and in this, and I mean, another equivalent from Hot Shots is the scene where he's going up the riverboat and it's Charlie Sheen. Oh, and he go, passes. Go past Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. I love you on Wall Street. <laughs> throwing to Wall Street. He's thrown to Apocalypse Now. He's thrown to the fact that it's Charlie Sheen. And, and his, his dad, dad, Martin Sheen. Was in, this, was in this amazing other movie. Well, they were both in Wall Street too, obviously. And they're both in Wall Street. Um, but you know, it's, it, that, I mean, that's a, that is on itself a fantastic game. Yeah. I'm so always thinking this, like your more modern ones, if like those scary movie, like the, the original scary movie ones are all right. But yeah. then you had all, you had like superhero movie and you had epic movie and you had teen date movie and yeah. you had, um, and they became less and less at the, at the high end of those scales, you've, you've got the, like the superhero movies or the scary movies, which, which are funny in their own right. But, and the joke in the other and most of the other ones is the reference itself so right. here is freddy krueger or it's a freddy krueger reference and it's like that in and of itself is not funny um that's just a reference or it's a little bit like um do you watch family guy yeah so family guy in its original couple of seasons this is just my hot take um they worked seth MacFarlane and co worked really really hard to have like reasonably decent layered gags yeah they're 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 funny they're cutting they're on the nose um but in later seasons, the gag is the reference. That is the gag. I get right. that. Yeah, I get that. It's a yeah. it's a joke about Alf. Ha yeah, ha ha. It's throwing to yeah, it. that's all it's throwing. And um, this film, that it, a lot of that reference is just oh, it's a throw to Yoda. But yeah. we're gonna do something with it. So it's the joke is not just yogurt. The joke is here's a whole thing with a character that's definitely meant to be Yoda. And it's quite clearly Mel Brooks on his knees yeah. in, a, in a green druid costume. Um, and I think that's, I mean, is it lazy? Probably. Compared to like Young Frankenstein, which is just layered joke upon layered joke upon yeah. layered joke. It's five jokes deep. Um, in fact, some of the jokes in that only work if you speak German. The name of the lady that runs the, the, the thing, her name in, um, in German means um, glue factory. Yeah. Uh, and then every time someone says her name, there's a horse name in the background. <laughs> and like, I didn't, re I didn't, because re I, I lived in Germany for a while. I didn't get that joke when I watched it the first time, but I thought it was freaking hilarious when yeah. I watched it the second time. Here's a random joke you only get if you speak German. Um, and like, who speaks German? Um, yeah. And why? And that's like, that's quite a deep cut. That's in, really deep. In German as well. It's, in it's, German. That's, that's not, that's not an easy German word. And but... at no point in the film do they go, Oh, this is what this means in English. Yeah. It's like, it, it, but, They're you know, quite, quite happy for you to not know just, that. Just to not know that. Yeah. And just, I mean, it, I guess it's funny every time, every time you say someone's name for the horses to neigh. Yeah. And that is a as a running gag. <laughs> and they react to it in the shot as yeah. well. They're like, as a running gag, is just funny on its own. And <laughs> if you only learn down the track that it's because her name is Glue Factory. <laughs> 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 but but that's the kind of that, that's. 
I think Mel Brooks has probably by 87 he's probably gotten a bit a bit lazier about this yeah um but or you know he's 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 told his funny gags and now he's now it's the b material i don't know uh, to be fair if if this was my b material and i was putting it in the space ball i'll be perfectly happy because oh, fuck, there's some shit, there's some great a cuts in here yeah. uh, uh, watching it um with with amy and my wife um, a couple of nights ago i think she had only seen it she had seen it once before but she hadn't really seen it she was uh, she was asleep for a large chunk of it. We were both in hysterics, yeah. and um, and she's she's clearly a millennial, um, and she has not she's not a fan of Star Wars. Um, she she thinks the new ones are better than than the original lot. And just makes me want to divorce her every time she says it. Um, but no, she she gets it, and this appeals to her. Um, I think this is a I just think this is a fantastic film all the way through. Yeah. Um... Oh, it does have some jokes that probably only work in it's, the 80s yeah yeah and there's some comedy in there that you probably i don't know if you'd get away with today well yeah i mean michael winslow yeah he's very much a product of his time yeah um and then there's the doublement twins like uh, i don't think people get that they're meant to be the doublement no, twins um, no that's not that's not immediately he, immediately he even clear. tells them to go chew their gum um yeah. and like that in and of itself is funny i had to explain that to amy like she was like what's with the twins and I was yeah like, oh that's a reference to a famous series of tv commercials but um gosh there's some there's some kind of highbrow stuff as well when they they say pre preparing they say they're preparing the ship for metamorphosis oh <laughs> when it's about to change to the main mode and, and they call and... for kafka <laughs> <laughs> shoot across her nose and it's like the shots are going everywhere in true stormtrooper fashion yeah um and uh uh who's that asshole shooting um uh <laughs> sorry sir this guy turns around he's he's very cross-eyed and uh that was me sir i'm doing the best i can he's an asshole sir <laughs> he's he's someone's uh, cousin uh, who uh, uh something something he's a major asshole <laughs> how many assholes we got on this ship and then it cuts to a reverse shot and they all stand up yo there's one guy who sat down that's not, that's not an asshole and what i want to know is was that intentional were they like you know one guy can't be an asshole he has to be this one dude over there or was that a um was that a uh, when they did the cut that guy just failed, guy to get them, failed to get the memo so and didn't stand up. <laughs> but either way, it's hilarious. Yo! <laughs> Vert's cut to Vert Marinas. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> so good. So There's so silly. much going on in this. I love it. <laughs> so where do you fall down on this? You think it's amazing, right? This is the best movie ever. Uh, it's... <laughs> It does everything it's trying to do. Um, it does that. I mean, minor criticism. Prince Valium? Could yeah, I, feel thought, like, I felt like you could have done a whole lot more with it. You could do anything. Any, you've got just carte blanche. 
for your your scummy prince or yeah formative. you can do whatever you want with him and they made him narcoleptic yeah i, I feel like they could have gone on gone, you know, gone a lot you, further with you, can that. Do, you can do anything he's just a just, just lobbed over the plate and there's a there's how, a, how are we, we going to make this guy unattractive yeah and he's and still a good looking guy he's him, got a silly haircut yeah they made him and sil- all of his family sleeping. have that same silly haircut so oh, really? yeah so when it cuts to the his and her side of the aisle his side of the aisle is they're all dressed the same and they've all got that He-Man bob that's great I didn't notice that He-Man bob (laughs) it's fantastic Um, but I I always thought that was a little bit weird because of the character that's famous in Europe and it's Prince Valiant and I always I always wondered if that was like an attempt of a take on that European comic character Prince Valiant um, but he doesn't look anything like Prince Valiant I just, yeah I don't know what they're going for with Prince Valiant I, I think they're just trying to sell that he was boring right he was, he was I guess so he puts you to sleep puts you yeah. to sleep whoop de do. I don't know yeah. just one of one of the few things that few things that really <laughs> to be fair it's got the wedding of Prince Vespa to Princess to Princess Vespa to Prince Valiant tomorrow bingo <laughs> <laughs> on a jaunty angle <laughs> Um, yeah, Prince Valium, he's a bit, he lands a bit short. Um, I don't know. There's not much else that, that really stuck in my crawl in this. There's, there's some jokes that you probably couldn't fly today. It's a bit of a shame that the, um, Princess Vespa character really is a damsel in distress. Mm. Um, and it, and it bothers me that like, that's, that's the take the writer, um, and the director Mel Brooks, I guess, took from Star Wars that, that, that's all princess um leia was yeah. is a damsel in distress yeah. she's so much maybe that's the fanboy in me speaking she's so much more than yeah. that to me she's she's got way more agency and she's far more in control of her destiny than vespers um do, do you think they go overboard with the fourth wall gags there's there's at least four four or five direct to camera uh, wink and nods. There's, yeah. there's um, uh, William Hurt does it. He yeah. he he looks to camera. Not again. Yeah, and he's like, oh, not again. Um, they capture a, the they capture the stunt doubles. They oh, I love the stunt Which doubles. I actually really yeah, like. They, they that's, kept, a, that's a nice. I love that Princess Vespa is like a balding man yeah. with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and they they do. There's a, a bit when um, Lone Star and Dark Helmet are fighting um, with the Schwartz. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Um, and they kill a crew member. Oh yeah. And they're all wearing Spaceballs shirts. Um, <laughs> Spaceballs the movie shirts. And yeah. There's, oh, there's, and there's Wilhelm scream in it as well. So um, I don't know. I like that fourth camera stuff, and it's done in a way that they keep they keep doing it again and again. I guess. Um, yeah. But no, I, I I don't know if that went too far. Can you really go too far with a fourth wall break? Can you? Can you? Well, not when that <laughs> not when it's as good as you know the, the standard is high when you're <laughs> when you're capturing stunt doubles. Yeah, I I, I was um yeah the capturing the stunt doubles. You idiots! <laughs> you captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> and then there's um there's Star Trek references. There's plenty of those in this with the. Vulcan neck pinch. Oh, you're yeah. a little too high. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, out he goes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, space balls the shaving cream. <laughs> Why is the guy shaving? He's I don't know. Why wouldn't the... he be? <laughs> <laughs> the the why is the self destruct button in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. 
I think I think this movie is is pretty solid. I mean, yeah, it's 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 solid ass. Yeah, I I was again. I I'm not sure if we said this at the top of the of the show, but um, I, I was really surprised as yeah. to how well this held up. Oh, the the beaming. Oh, Star the beaming Trek, Star Trek gag. Oh, that's so good. Like, again, another another name that they haven't really tried very hard on. The, the guy who does the beaming is snotty. Snotty, and he's he's also cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they, they the, there's the scene with the, the with the beaming, which is President Scroob's first scene, and he's getting beamed. Yeah, he's, he's getting beamed to another part of the. Scotty show. beamed me and up it, twice last night. Um, <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, and he. So he gets he gets beamed and he gets but but something goes wrong with the and beaming he's beamed, and he gets and he's beamed on backwards. backwards yeah so they have to send him back and then he just walks through and he, and he's, he's literally getting, in he's the next getting room. beamed through one door into yep, the next into the room. next room there's more time mucking around with the beaming than it would have yeah. taken him to walk to the next room so there's a there's a nice Star Trek cut there that works pretty well and Snotty is literally wearing like a kilt and a and a, and a Scottish beret and, yeah yeah and he's got a really bad Scottish accent yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the some of those are a little like oh, and then there's the Planet of the Apes joke. Oh yeah, the Mega Maid. Mega Maid. Mega Maid. She has her head in one hand is blown off. Uh, and, and 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 lands on and the they beach. They fly away and they land on a beach on some distant planet, and they they look a lot like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Has landed and two uh, um, two uh, apes ride up on horseback. Um, seem- <laughs> sentient apes and one of them goes to the other like what is that in a very posh um accent which was surprisingly enough done by actually it was actually done by michael york um of logan run fame but he's covered under makeup space balls oh there goes the neighborhood (laughs) michael york basil expedition from from um uh austin power basil expedition yeah they're climbing up they're climbing up the nose like snot (laughs) Oh, so much that I like about this movie. I also have issue with with that scene in particular because they're climbing out of their nose out of Mega Maid, and that's the head. But in the scene before, Lone Star and that freaking Winnebago were flying through her ear canal. Yeah, through her ear, and I, I look at that and go. Those two things don't relate yeah, to the size. size. There's some size issues here. <laughs> if we're um, going to split hairs. <laughs> that, that's where I'm going to fall apart on this. Is on a movie the, where you yeah. literally see them kill a crew member. <laughs> <laughs> with no, like with the, no consequences. Greg's <laughs> upset that the, the size of the shit doesn't translate. <laughs> It's yeah, not man. to it's not to scale is what I want to say. It's yeah. just it, they it, that's that's the Mel Brooks. You need to fix that. Yeah, this movie hits all its marks. One hundred percent. It's top yeah. notch. It's greatness. Yeah, um, it is greatness. Is it is it perfect? No, but um, it does everything that the filmmaker yeah was, it, was trying to achieve. It's certainly not. It's certainly not um, a David Lean movie. It's certainly not Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. It's not trying to make a message. It hasn't got an underlying yeah. um, agenda. It is just I want to make fun of something that is popular how um, do you okay how do you think it holds up against some of those other spoofs from that era the air your airplane your i think it, i think it's naked certainly gun. yeah i've watched naked gun recently and naked gun um isn't as funny as i remember it really um but i've seen airplane recently and airplane um is still very very funny airplane is, is airplane fantastic is very tight that is a very tight movie and um, hilarious um 
and it, it suffers it suffers only a couple of the same problems one it's a product of its era um there's a couple of jokes uh, we could probably do a whole podcast about airplanes there's a couple of jokes in airplane that are um only relevant if you are aware of what they're spoofing at the time there's a whole bit about a woman and a coffee like that was a nod to a famous range of coffee commercials okay um and there's a bunch of other stuff and there's a whole bunch of cameos that only make sense if you're yeah. aware of the 70s and yeah. late 70s Kareem um, Abdul-Jabbar Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you know, <laughs> busting, playing the co-pilot you know, busting my ass up and down the court every night. <laughs> my dad says he's the most useful player on that team like, <laughs> you still your dad to hump his ass up and down that court all that <laughs> and, and there's definitely there's definitely jokes in both films that probably um, you could probably only get away with in the 70s or 80s like um, uh, <laughs> the little girl and her and um, with the two kids and uh, would you like some coffee? <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. yes, please. Um, how do you take it? Like I have my men. Black and strong. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you do that today? Absolutely no, not. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Um, is it funny? Uh, yes. Is it appropriate? No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Spaceballs is the same. Um, and I, I, I think it stacks up well against at least it's contemporaries it stacks up well against airplane it stacks up well against um, naked gun although i don't think naked gun is as funny now as it was then um hot shots hot shots is hot shots is pretty good and there's um um, top secret oh that's zucker brothers again like that's amazing um i haven't seen that in a while but that does have a bull rape scene in it so um wow yeah, have you forgotten that part? No, I so have forgotten that part. They're, they're dressed up in the in the cow costume, and then um, there's, there's a calf, there's a blowjob joke, and then there's a and then there's a cow anal sex joke. Oh Jesus! Because he's the back of the cow, <laughs> <laughs> and this calf comes up to to nurse from the udder, and he's like, "No, no, no, we should just stay here a couple <laughs> seconds longer. No, 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 we can't move. Don't move." <laughs> and then. And then there's a, a bull turns up, <laughs> and he, and then it, the bull melts the back of what's meant to be them in the cow costume, and I think you get a shot of the now what we recognize as the, the antagonist of the film, um, basically with the eyes popping out of his head, and then moments later you cut to him walking with his uh, pigeon toes and oh. his pelvis has been smashed. <laughs> Is that funny? Yes. <laughs> is it appropriate? Is it appropriate? Well, he's the bad guy, I guess. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a rape joke. I'm not sure. But, um, what? side note, my son used the word appropriate. No way. Last time today. He's appropriate. Six. Yeah, he said it's not appropriate, Dad. <gasps> I was eating, I was, <laughs> I was eating popcorn and they hadn't eaten their dinner and they wanted the popcorn. My son said to me, my son said to me, Dad, it's not appropriate for you to eat food that we want when we can't have it because we haven't eaten our dinner. (laughs) Where did you learn that from? I learned it from you! (laughs) Uh, Excellent. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) For, um, for... Conclusion of that story. I continue to eat the <laughs> Well done, you. Did you did you look at him right in the eye as you're yeah, eating it? Right in the eye. Watch me. Establish dominance. 
Very good. All right. right. I think this movie is solid. I think it hits on all its marks. It does yeah. a fantastic job. It's a little bit of a product of its time, but um, if you've watched a Star Wars movie in the last 25 years, uh, and honestly, who hasn't, you'll probably find much to like about yeah, this. Yeah, let's wrap it. There's really, really not much not much more to dig into. No, I think, I think we top. agree this is a movie that is not just verging on. It is greatness. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Close show. Well, follow us on Twitter. We're at uh, where are we at? We're at Virgin on Greatness NZ. Virgin on Greatness NZ. Uh, you can like and comment on this in SoundCloud if that's where you're listening to it. Yeah. Um, we might also now be on Spotify, and I I'm just being too lazy to get onto iTunes, but I just yeah. have to log in and sort that out. But we'll yeah. soon be on iTunes if you're not if we're not already. Tell us some movies to do. Yeah. So hit us up. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. We've got a page on Facebook. We're at Virgin on Greatness or. Um, and you can hit us up yeah. there. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us all the ways that we are wrong. Yeah, I'm sure many of you think we are wrong. Um, there are actually people listening to the podcast. All right. Regularly. Good start. I know. Oh, great I'm start. Sure they think we are wrong. Yeah, probably. Tell all us. right. Tell us. Tell us how we, we want to know. We would like to know. Very good. Well, all right. my name's Craig. I'm Mike. And this is us signing out. Say goodbye, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. Baseballs. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs>